You are listening to Season 3, Episode 65 of the Thinking Big Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk with an amazing human, Dwayne Zingali, about his philosophy that marketing is not about closing the deal, it's about opening a relationship, and how we can actually automate this process. We explore how to build trust through transparency and authenticity, as well as how to use storytelling to create an emotional connection with our tribe. When Dwayne is not lost in a Legoland fairy tale with his two amazing daughters, he is likely to be found geeking out, crafting relationship-based marketing funnels with the Listen Funnel Framework that you can get free. It's in the show notes. Go up to the show notes and get it. So today, we are thinking big on marketing, opening a relationship versus closing the deal. Welcome to the Thinking Big Podcast with Sean Osborne, the show helping you think bigger into your life and potential. Sean believes by equipping you with the tools, strategies, and philosophies required to be successful in all aspects of your life, you can achieve anything you believe in. Empowering our own growth makes a deeply positive and lasting impact on our lives, community, and our world. Now, here's Sean. Well, Thinking Big Tribe, I have such a special guest with me today. Uh, he is someone that uh, I have I have known you from afar for a while, and then we were able to get together and meet each other uh, earlier this year. And everyone, uh, I want you to really welcome in uh, Dwayne Zingali to to the show. He is. I'm t- sometimes you, you you kind of irritate me and piss me off because you're so likable, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not so likable. Sometimes I am. I I have my moments. But you are so damn likable. And I'm telling you, everyone has heard, you know, the saying or the philosophy that, you know, marketing is not about getting a sale. It's about building a relationship. And I'm telling you, there is nobody that I've met, that I've talked to, that really embodies that philosophy more than you. So, Dwayne, welcome welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us here today uh, and and shed some uh, some gold on my tribe. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's a hell of a compliment to to show up and hopefully fulfill. Um, sometimes I like to say I'm so dang likable because I learned to live slightly blind without ears and I hear things wrong. I mean, I actually love podcasting because it's direct into my hearing aid. Because in life, I say the dumbest things. So <laughs> maybe it's just the difference is, is I show up dense enough to just be uh, aloof and likable. But uh, no, I seriously, that's uh, that's a hell of a compliment. So I hope I can live up to it. I'm, I'm sure you will. And I'm telling you, 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 are, you are a very uh, special person, especially meeting you in person. Now, I can tell you this. Now, I remember our time earlier this year in Nashville. I, I remember quite a bit from the night, but I, what I remember most is me and you out on the streets in Nashville and you allowing me to get a damn street hot dog <laughs> at 2 a.m. <laughs> you know, I, I woke up the next morning and I had mustard on my forehead and mustard on my mouth. I'd <laughs> that, that was a, <laughs> that, that was a fun time. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, it was uh, probably should have told you not to do it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I was craving some food at that moment, too. And I, I probably uh, probably should have had one because uh, I needed some food in my belly. Yes. Well, it was uh, I'll tell you, that was a uh, that was a fun time. Uh, great. Uh, fantastic meeting you and, and meeting you in person. Now, one, you are 
you are really a you do a lot of things, but you primarily do marketing and help people. Again, as I said, you embody you know the whole philosophy is of it's not about making a sale; it's about ma- making a relationship. And your whole marketing strategy and and the stuff you do and the stuff you teach is all about how you how you do that type of marketing and and how it's because you know I look at it and again I'm in. Uh, somewhat the same thing you are not marketing but but i i don't have a product that i sell people i sell people a service and it is marketing for what we do and marketing for my listeners is way different than what you would do if you're marketing you know a gadget or or a product yeah yeah it's very true getting somebody in your world uh when you're a person is very different than getting somebody in your world because you're selling a trinket or a thing or something that solves a problem, whether it be a toy or something for plumbing, right? You you can use that sense of, oh, I got your attention, then I got you to make the purchase and you're going to be happy because you're going to get it in the mail. Uh, the people will stick around uh, because of relationships. So why not start the whole journey because of a relationship. And and this is really important to me because of one of the most important relationships in my life. Saw a really big punch in the face when I was six and my pops, he went to prison, right? All of a sudden, uh, you know, six-year-old boy, mentor, uh, gone, right? And to me, uh, to this day, I I see my father as a mentor in my life. But when he was gone, uh, that sense of I had a man in my life to listen to me or really at that point answer a lot of meaningless but meaningful questions, right? We look at that as dads now. I'm like, why are you asking? I get the most ridiculous questions from my youngest daughter. And it's like, you know what? She probably and she has a neural diversity going on. And so she's probably like she's trying to figure out how to play by the rules. So to speak. how do I do this so I don't get yelled at? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But that sense of like being seen and heard so you can understand how to play the game is really important up until this day. And, uh, and of course, when he came back, you know, there was that sense of building relationship. But something that happened is I found somebody who really intuitively listened to my experience uh, as I came later in life uh, in my 20s, um, late 20s, I was in the mission field full time and, and my mentor, Mike Kim, that time put out a Facebook ad, right? Marketing for missionaries. And then I have a friend, you know, chirping over here. Oh, you got to meet Mike. And I'm like, why am I seeing this in two places? But from a Facebook ad, <laughs> I found the world of marketing. Yeah, yeah Facebook knows <laughs> you better than you know yourself. Yeah, terrifyingly <laughs> so. Um, and uh, and then I just, you know, I took this guy's course, you know, $100. Okay, as a missionary, I can learn how to do this better. And, and what is marketing for a missionary? And, of course, Mike famously said, it's not about closing the deal. It's about opening a relationship, which is what fundraising is all about. Uh, and then after doing that course, I sort of jumped ship and went, this is a lot more interesting. And Mike became a mentor in a way that I finally had somebody in this world as a as you know, stepping from ministry into business, stepping into marketing, uh, serendipitously, you know, he'd gone through the similar experience. Maybe that's why I was attracted to him. But that relationship built never once have I felt Mike has sold me. Right. Because I just wanted to be closer to Mike. And going from, you know, I want a mentor in my life to later in my years finding an amazing mentor. Uh, it came by relationship. It came by being seen and heard and somebody really empathizing with my experience because Mike too had gone from ministry full-time to business to starting his own gig. And, yeah. uh, 
And that relational bridge has been everything to me. I would say that 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 is the reason I stick around. It's the reason I have any desire to do anything continuing uh, to my own detriment, right? Oh, hey, you know, for an hour on the phone with you just to connect. Who cares if there's money involved? Now, obviously, transaction of service, it's like I've learned to have that right. boundary, but, but it really is. I just absolutely treasure. And, and, and I think even from a sense of empathy in the world, right? We all say marketing ruins everything. Well, then what if we frame marketing through the lens of relationship, it doesn't have to ruin everything. It can be marketing can lead to new relationships. And so that's how I like to reframe the old idea of marketing, because my background marketing was evil, right? Ministry, missions, oh, marketers, they, oh, what an evil concept. Um, so <laughs> I've gone from a long journey of changing my mind about important things. Yeah. And, and a lot of people think of marketing as a dirty thing, as a sleazy thing. It's kind of like a used car salesman. You know, the last thing you want to be is a used car salesman. It's, it gets that stigma. And for me, and I know a lot of the people listening right now, uh, they're going through the same thing. It is, I don't know if it's an art form or it's just so hard to be able to sell to somebody while building that relationship. I mean, to me, th that is a true art form in how you do it. Cause you know, I know Mike, I know you, I know, I know these, you know, you guys do these things. And to me that, that comes very hard for me. I'm a fact guy, you know, facts. It's like, give me the facts, jing, 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 relationships. And, and that, to me, that's probably my biggest downfall is not being able to do what you do. Yeah. It, I mean, there's an art form. I, I would, I would challenge you. You probably do what I do, but you have something going on in your head that says it is sleazy because this journey, <laughs> I had to really, I had to come to this place and it's part of my framework. Um, but, but one of my experiences of learning like, oh, marketing and sales, or i.e. taking money, right, in exchange, uh, flipping that came through a simple experience I had in Nepal. We were doing these leadership development programs, uh, and we did a free one. Uh, day, five days of activities, training. Oh, this is going to be great. We're going to train leaders in Nepal to really rise up and, and uh, you know, provide that that. Maxwell style leadership, right? Um, it's a very top down society. So Maxwell's ideas are real fresh there. And uh, so we come in oh, free, right? Free leadership, get this amazing group of youth. Uh, and, and all the way up to their 50s, people show up, I want to be a leader, this is gonna be interesting, white faces, right? Just just the novelty in and of itself, free. Well, second day, whole new group of people, some of yesterday's people, oh, we got to do day one all over again. Day three, same problem, a few people from day one, a few people from day two, and a whole new group of people, we got to do day one over again. So guess who's not going to come? Everybody who's gotten day one, right? And this just goes all the way through the week. Uh, no value. We just did day one five times in a row instead of getting five days of, you know, <laughs> content blocks building upon one another. And so the next time we did it, we decided to charge a really expensive, $10 for the week. Now in Nepal, that actually is a little more expensive than the $10 to us, right? I'm like, man, a Lego set cost me $20 and there's hardly any pieces in there. But but that uh, that $10 is more significant in Nepal, especially out in the villages. But it's still not a, 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 a you know, it's not a $2,000 course that you and I go and buy. Um, and the drastic change that we experienced from just charging $10 was people 
had commitment. We were empowering. We were really giving them the power because that choice to part with money, i.e. things we worked hard to get so we can exchange for something else, had a lot of power. Um, and that created commitment. And then now we were able to go, all right, day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, uh, and not get these new groups of people showing up all the way through and shifting that mindset to, oh, I'm providing value because this is opening relationships so we can go somewhere together, i.e. we can really push this movement of leadership from that sort of that bottom up Maxwell approach. Right. Just massive change. And uh, you're right, shifting that. And then really, I think the other the shift I made was, uh, you know, you get all this marketing training says, you, I, go hook them, right? You got to go hook them down. You got to hunt them down. You got to get them right. And all these analogies, all in well, the analogy kind of plays. I, I think uh, sometimes we got to flip the script and think about the words we're using. And that's why I created my framework called the Listen Framework is really important, right? Coming from that background, father went to prison. I got a massive shift in everything, right? All this money marketing mindset change came from meeting Mike and going, dude, your, your money mindset sucks. And, uh, and it's realizing, oh, marketing brought me here. Marketing's a good thing. Marketing brought me transformation. Marketing brought me to the place where I can think and grow rich. Marketing should be in language of leadership and relationship. And we just happen to apply because the end goal, we want to apply that goal of make money, make money, sell the thing, sell the thing, sell the thing, sell the thing. Well, if you're selling beard combs, heck yeah, just put it out there. I want to comb my beard. Sorry, uh, Sean, to, to, to poke your bare face there, but I'm not one of hobby. But but the point is, right, that that's so different and, and obviously I mean, I know we're talking to a tribe of people who are thinking big because they want to have big impact and big impact comes from deep relationship. Yeah. Now, do you think people, I don't know if, if people are changing or if they're getting smarter, but I think the old tactics are, you know, I don't think they're going to work very long. The old tactics of a shark and the used car salesman. I think people are either getting smarter or maybe we're just getting so in tuned now to a new way of marketing that that's kind of you know kind of what we expect now you know that's what that's what seems to be working yeah i think there is a, a savviness in the market right i go learn marketing just because you know part of it is as i've learned it because of just curiosity passion uh i mean i didn't set out to become a marketer it just sort of stumbled upon me because of my own curiosity and meeting somebody who had a need and uh you know, it's like, oh, I see what's being done here. I see what you're trying to do. Uh, and that expertise or that little bit of knowledge, when you have it, you can easily go, oh, no, 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 I see what you're doing to me. You know, I'm not going to play this game. Uh, and you can really see, you know, things like Cialdini's book on the six weapons of influencer out there. Well, I've read that. So now when you try and use one of those, I'm at least in tune enough to go, oh, I see what you're doing there. Do I want to go along with it? or not. Uh, and sometimes I go along with it. Sometimes, you know, yes, it works. It'll continue to work. The principles of truth of influence will never stop 
working. Yeah. The crappy tactics will fail because people are becoming <laughs> savvy. And let's face it, tactics change constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we always have to apply strategy and relationship before how we're applying that to a tactic. Yeah. And that's where I needed so much work. I mean, I think I've probably in the past year, I've moved more towards what I hope to be more of a relationship type of a marketing uh, type strategy where I give away, I literally give away almost everything that I have. Uh, it, to me, information is everywhere. You know, the, 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 the worksheets and the, you know, the training that I have, it's, you can find, I mean, it's, let's be honest, you know, it's, it's everywhere, you know, it's, uh, so I've been giving away a lot of that stuff, getting them in, trying to build relationships. And then when they buy stuff, it's more of the personal hands-on one-on-one group coaching. It's where they get more of, you know, they're basically buying my time, not the thing anymore, where before I would sell the thing. And now it's it's really more me. And where I have the biggest problem in doing that is I don't have a great story or I don't have – I find it very hard on how I can align what I do with how it can help the person, if that makes sense. It's like I can, I can tell them, hey, this is, you know, this is a great thing I do, X, Y, Z, but I don't do a good job in saying, hey – by doing this, by going through this program, by doing this thing, here's what you're going to get. You're going to feel alive. You're going to you're going to grow. You're going to meet your goals. You're going to do all these things. And it's transitioning to that type of a marketing where I just don't, you know, that's why I need you is I don't have that type of thinking yet. You know, I don't have that skill set yet to look at things uh, the way that you look at them. Yeah, no, I think you're you're completely right with moving towards right that a sense of people wanting to work with you because it's you, right? The sense of personal branding, uh, especially in the AI generated world, right? Robots and AI are going to be far more prevalent in our life in ten years. Oh yes, uh, and the and the two things that are going to matter is empathy, that sense of I I like you, I connect with you, I'm going to buy from you because it's Sean Osborne, not because it's Nike, right? Even brands and and that still works. You know, people will always buy a trinket because it is this brand, but I want to work with Sean. Uh, And then I think, you know, that bridge of story, that's where that sense of empathy connects. Story, emotion, connection doesn't happen by the facts. So you bridge people into your world by telling the stories and really picking key stories. Uh, and it doesn't come right away. I, the whole story I tell about my father, right? People connect, oh man, dad disappeared. I can connect to that. I remember when, you know, this person in my life disappeared. Picking stories that didn't come right away. That came five years later. So a lot of this is like, oh, I'll tell this story about how I became, you know, uh, an automated a-hole, right? Which I kind of, you know, I, I stumbled into marketing and I love automation, but then, it, right, and that, I've told that story and I can tell that story because it's I find it rather funny and it's sort of how I position myself. Uh, but there's also understanding how your, your stories impact not only how people feel about you, but how your story impacts impacts people's paradox around life and then of course really around that piece of life so you know when i think uh, because because your podcast is thinking big when i think sean osborne i'm like okay what story is he going to tell me to switch from you're thinking small to hey think big think why think right in that big thinking and where it leads because you can have a big impact you can have a lot of money right big Big leads to not necessarily more, but more sense of abundance, more fulfillment, uh, and 
right, leading to that. So one of the things I always kind of, and what Mike did to me is, well, asking that question, why thinking big? Why does it matter to you? Like what happened to cause you to go, I need to talk to people about thinking big? Yeah, and that's, uh, and, and again, that's that's where my biggest probably downfall is being able to do that because I don't like talking about myself. So that's, that's one thing. It's like I, I, my stories are yada, 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 you know, yeah. You know, that, that's how my stories normally go. So from a marketing standpoint, they're not really effective in, in trying to build that, you know, that, that, that alignment of the story with the, with, you know, what I'm doing and how it can affect the person, I think. And I know so many people that do the same thing. So in my marketing stuff, it was normally all data. You know, you're going to get this, this, this bullet points, you know, it's your standard old uh, marketing with your, you know, the funnels with here's all. And I did not tie stories into it. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, over the last probably year and a half, that's probably been the biggest enlightenment that I've had is I got to do that. <laughs> it's tough. I can't, I, you know, I, I need help. I, I don't know, you know, the best way to do it. Uh, so, I, and I, I think that's, to me, that is the number one thing for the people listening to this uh, podcast is we have to be able to market with stories. We have to, I've tried all of it. I'm telling you, I've tried the the marketing with Facebook. I've tried, you know, all the, I've spent a crap load of money doing stuff that doesn't work. And the only thing, and again, I'm not good at it, but the only thing that has worked is becoming authentic, I guess you could say with people, with stories. That's what's, that's what works. And, and this is such a big, uh, that's why I, I really wanted to get you on here. This is such a big roadblock for so many people getting in entrepreneurship and starting companies and starting doing things is they think marketing, we, myself included, think marketing is a tactical thing that you do and not something you become, I guess, if that, I, I don't know if that makes any sense to you or not, but yeah, no, I think it makes a ton of sense. I, I have a philosophy and I like to say it as succinct as this. Marketing is leadership. And, and what do we hear? Leadership. Leadership is influence. Influence is communication, right? It happens right through communication. Some of that communication is, you know, I see you do and I'm following you. So I'm going to do as you do. That's it's in part of that sense of communication. So some of it is, and what's beautiful about social media is display the things you want to repeat. Uh, leadership and influence also comes by vulnerability. And so people seeing that authentic self. Now, I, th I think authenticity, there's a bit of the bullshit coming out now. Um, and, and people are starting to go, uh, they're bullshit. You know, I'm being authentic. No, well, you're being an authentic asshole, right? You being authentic does not mean you should go be an asshole, <laughs> but you should be vulnerable. And to that, you should be vulnerable in the right way. Now, what a, what a scars are cool. <laughs> Bleeding all over me is not, but a, a bit of that is moving that way. And, and, uh, yeah. But, but what if you're, you're actually an asshole? Then wouldn't that be authentic? Oh, <laughs> let me tell you about becoming an asshole. Speaking of, nice segue into the this, this great story. So I stumbled into marketing when I came out of ministry. A bit of it was, oh shit, now what? Like, I know nothing about the business world. I know nothing. I didn't even know freelancing existed. Granted, in ministry, I worked from my laptop in cafes in China, cafes in India. So I totally didn't realize it, but I knew that world. Anyway, so I went in and I started meeting with 
owners, CEOs, uh, anybody who did anything in the business world. Oh, you're a manager. What's that? Right. Just, hey, what's going on in your world? And can I solve your problem? Right. It's just two big questions. Like, how can I get into your world and see if I fit and how I fit? Uh, and I came across somebody who's like, I got all this going on online. I need a problem solver and your experience looks good to me. And so I stumbled my way into serving somebody in customer service and helping them with their marketing uh, on an e-commerce store. Speaking of selling trinkets, like it started with just helping somebody manage <laughs> selling ropes and carabiners. And he had this great idea. Why don't I take all this equipment that is technical in use uh, and I have some videos from marketing. Why don't I make courses and memberships? And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I've been seeing these Jeff Walker types out here doing this stuff too. I took this guy Mike's course, like we can sell your videos as courses, which they truly were because it was how-to videos. Right. Uh, and so I took uh, Jeff Walker's thing and, and put it together and I was like, let's launch it. And we launch it out to his list, which is substantial. He's got a 20 year uh, e-commerce business. Yeah. So he's got tons of emails. So we're, in a, we're at an advantage here that makes me look smarter than I am. Uh, but we just followed the Jeff Walker launch process per the book. I didn't take the course. I just read the book and let, let's do this. Uh, and uh, it's not a pretty launch, but we got 300 reoccurring members on the launch, right? So, wow, it works, 300 people. Okay, let's do it again. So I read another book, ask. Oh, let's try the ask method. I read another book, uh, Russell Brunson's Expert Secrets. Okay, we're gonna do the webinar thing. Uh, and then I kind of go down the ClickFunnels automation realm and I'm just having blast. Oh, automate this, we'll automate this. And oh, when this happens, we'll do this. And I, I literally created a circle in the automation where like, if you get to the bottom and don't do, you're going to be popped up and you're going to pop right back in. And it's just, uh, and it worked and we grew the membership through a lot of various campaigns and, and automations and funnels to 1200 members, over 12,000 MRR monthly recurring revenue. So it was a really healthy business after two years, completely tertiary to his existing healthy e-commerce business. So it's, right. here we are sitting on, you know, combined a, a million dollar business plus uh, things are going really well. Well, uh, and I just kind of keep diving into automating and automating. Oh, we automate this, and 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 at this point, my old ministry mind is gone. Right, I, I've I've gotten so hooked on all this automation and all these things and all these tactics. And Russell Brunson says to hook them, and then we need to pipeline them through, and it's all numbers, and everybody's becoming numbers in my mind. And and then we do this big automation and put it out there. Crickets. Uh, and we just kind of hit this huge plateau. We're like, why can't we get past 12,000 a month? What, what's going on? Uh, and we go out and we're just like, hey, what's going on? And finally we get an answer. This, this guy comes, you know, real fireman. Man, you guys' stuff, you're like a bunch of used car salesmen. You're truly a bunch of assholes with all your automation. And that's when I had to step away and go, oh my God, I've become the automated asshole. Like, I just pure, like, I'm another one of these used car schmucks, like, oh, write the copy, I'll write and sell, sell, sell. I'll just, you know, pull you through this channel, just like Russell Brunson says. I've hooked them, I've got them, and I've been an asshole, you know, the whole time. Uh, and, and, you know, that's what happens when you don't see through the lens of relationship. And uh, 
that that ended up costing the client for me. So I was like, oh man, like ah, and uh, and so for me, you know, that was an income hit, and he was frustrated, uh, and that took a real deep like step back, like oh. This is what automation's all about. Like, this is why we're doing all these tactical things. Automation's not bad. I don't tell that story to say, don't automate your business, Sean. No, you've got time and it's limited and you should be spending it on calls, building relationship, right. not managing little administrative things. But if you're going to implement automation, keep no, don't keep hooking in your purview. Keep this the idea of helping people feel seen and heard, even in your automations, right? in the forefront of your mind. And that's why I created the LISTEN framework, LISTEN being an acronym of six letters, to, to always think, how am I, in all of my marketing, listening? Because when you listen, you build empathy, and empathy builds relationship. Yeah, and so that, you know that's a good segue into your listen framework. Uh, there's a lot of things. So going back to kind of this automation stuff as well. You know, last year I was able to get uh, my list up to about ten thousand, a little over ten thousand, which is not bad. I mean, it's you know it's a pretty good sized list. I added you know a couple thousand, maybe three or four thousand last year, but now I'm at the point where I've kind of automated emails out to them. I've done that stuff, and it's like, how do I re-engage how do i capture that list again because i can only go back to the the well so many times to say hey sign up for this i've got to you know and, and to me your stuff your listen framework and, and what you teach teaches us how we can take that asset those those people that that are following us that are you know for some reason they, they liked us and they, they you know gave us their name and they they like what we have to say and how can we to me, I need to know how can I automate connections better? How can I automate the connection to somebody better? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great question. And it's, it's always a little tricky because you're like, okay, do I just do what everybody's always been doing? Um, one of my favorite things, the S in the listen sequence is in the middle for survey. So how can I leverage tools and don't, not a lame survey so I can discover a market? No, survey in the fun way of like, oh yeah, I want to take this. Uh, you know, I think Michael Hyatt uh, is probably one of my favorite ones. He gives the uh, best year ever course. I don't know if he's still doing, but I took his thing that led me into the training. Uh, it was, you know, how productive are you? Well, that's a really interesting. How productive am I, right? I'm serving myself by taking his survey, which is then helping him get to know my challenges. And of course, he can take all of that kind of get a semblance. But then from that survey, he can go, oh, well, these are the, the four buckets. This is where Ryan Levesque stuff comes in and it's brilliant. It's like, oh, I should talk to you this way, you this way, you this way. And the way I like to leverage it is, is I give out an invitation, i.e. the lead magnet where you give your name and email, but I want it to feel inviting into the movement. And then right away, I want to go, hey, how can we get to know each other? Um, and that sense of new content, look, my friend Jeff Coleman proved it through his, his psychological copywriting uh, stuff. People are addicted to information. So new information will always draw them in because they're invited. Oh man, I do want to know a little bit of that. And so we're still capturing attention. We're not hooking them, 
albeit we are, I'm just changing the language, but we're inviting right. them in to discover something new. And then just always giving people the opportunity to jump on and get to know you a little more and, and you to get to know them, right? How can I listen through an automated tool uh, that right. makes me feel like I'm getting to know you? And then you're serving up email sequences. Now, I'll give it to you. That's a lot of content to keep creating. It's not an easy game. Right. Uh, you know, we'd love the, 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 the appeal of automation is, oh, I can write this email sequence and then I can just say, I never have to write copy again. Uh, no, you need to learn to reuse your copy in creative ways because you do need to write copy again, rethink it like, okay, how can I talk to you better? But even giving that opportunity of, of hey, you've got each other's email, uh, giving people eventually the opportunity to somehow interact with you, whether it be by an email exchange, by a direct message, the most powerful interactions that lead to powerful clients that these, these people you actually want to work with generally interact with you at some point along the way before they purchase, especially right. in, in the type of business that we're in coaching, consulting. Right? Right. This is really that space where we're like, no, we're here to interact with you on a one-to-many, one-to-one -to realm. I'm not just selling you my $2,000 course where you'll never hear from me again. Right. Uh, not, to, not to pick on some people, but uh, I, I'm going to throw happened. rocks at them. That happens, <laughs> that happens all the time. And, yeah. And all the time, and the information age of, of selling two thousand dollar courses isn't going anywhere, but it is changing. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, using so kind of changing up that automation. But the survey bits generally the one that I see that most people aren't leveraging in a way because that little bit of information that somebody shares means you can talk to uh, somebody with a low budget and a high budget very differently. Right. On the phone, by automation, however you're interacting, or or when you know, oh, I have a client who uses uh, a money report for their financial onboarding to know, oh, you are in one of these four areas with your money, and then I can jump on and talk to them with everything prepared. Or hey, here are the resources you need going into college, right? This is a hundred some thousand dollar expense on the first year, and just builds and builds and builds, and your kids will be stuck with debt for the rest of their lives unless if we think about this now. Uh, and then of course there's you know high merit, low merit, right? Can you get uh, scholarships, etc., and where right. and which ones? And so then he's able to direct people into the right scholarships, the right funding opportunities, the right federal opportunities. And it's really genius. And so people get a really personalized experience as if it feels one-to-one. -one. So yeah. Yeah. So, I can rant on surveys for a while. <laughs> no, I, I'm telling you, I could listen to kind of a play i can listen to the listen framework all day long because i think it's so everyone that's listening right now go up to duanezengali.com i think it's duanezengali.com and you've got mm -hmm. that that framework up there for people to uh download even if you go up there and even if you don't ever work with duane which i highly recommend you do but even if you don't that asset alone, that checklist, I mean, is, is like a checklist to go down on, on, on your framework is, there's a lot of work in that. Uh, not from the end user, from your standpoint, you've put a lot of work into developing even that framework for the pre-download. It's, what is it, like five, six pages? I mean, it's some, it is some, out of all the things that I would go put money or put my name and address on to get, you know, to get one of the pre-downloads from somebody, that's probably one of the best ones that I've done uh, in a long time. There's so much value in just that free 
that free asset, that free download uh, that uh, can change how you look at your at your marketing. And then from there, yeah, they, yeah, they can work with you. So you, te- I mean, this is literally what you do now. You teach people how to. Uh, so for me, my biggest takeaway from what you do is where my needs are at least is learning how to use my stories to connect with people in a marketing way to where they know, like, and trust me and they will then do business with me. To me, that, that, that's what I see that, that you, that you offer people. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, what I want people to do is feel like they belong to a movement Uh, coming from the, the ministry background. We always say, oh, we're a family movement and that sense of like, we're in it together. Uh, and that's why, th- so so just to kind of lay it out, L is locate, but then I is invite. And you're, you're, you're talking about my invitation. You feel like you're being drawn into something more, something purposeful, meaningful, important. And, and to me, that framework is a manifest. I want you to, to look at this manifest. So I want to invite you to belong to a community of coaches and consultants who want to build something more than just a business. They want to build a movement. They want to have an impactful movement, whether it's a movement of 100 people changing the way we approach architecture to be more green, more solar. How can we really impact the planet when we lay out a design? Or, you know, a movement of people who are, you know, my world, passionate about truly connecting with people over selling the damn thing. And, uh, and that's what I love to present is a manifesto. And so checklist is probably the wrong word because I don't want people to get an idea. There's no how to in this thing. It's a shift in approach. It's how can you think about your marketing through a lens of building relationship? Truly, because we're in the the leadership world with your guys, as I said, and gals, how can we look through our marketing as leadership and leadership listens? And that's an invitation for you to dive in and approach your marketing from a completely new way. And then you can take the survey, which we talked substantially about. Um, and then just to kind of lay it out from there, of course, you take the survey. One of the most important things and connection points along the way is to teach. Teach before you sell. Okay? Yeah. Just Take that in, teach before yourself. Now, how much you teach depends on how much you're gonna charge. But but there's that sense of demonstration. Taste the juicy, delectable cookie, keto cookie on my world. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm going, oh man, I've tasted, it was good, I like what this person is, I, right? Build the relationship, that's really, uh, and, and that doesn't mean just webinar or it doesn't mean there's a lot of approaches. I like to just jump on a call because it's relationship building. And then I told that story about Nepal and I always like to tell it as I'm stepping into the next step is to empower someone to make the purchase. How can we flip that script? We're not selling the person so they buy. We're, no, we're empowering them to make a decision about the purchase right. by giving them the information. This is the this is the facts. This is the testimonies. This is the belief. They're in this place where now they need to decide: Is this right for me? And, and some of that generally comes from the teaching, but that element of like, oh yeah, uh, and it's flipping that script. Like I said. Charging $10 will have more impact than giving everything away for free. They need to step into yep. a relationship, whether it be a five-day program, uh, 
you know, that five day program. What I loved about it is we were there in Nepal hands on. Now the world has changed uh, and now we can do it digitally. But still, there's just something about actually doing it. Maybe that's just a personal preference. I'm kind of over the course training thing, unless if it's, you know, yeah, 100 bucks for a course. Sure, whatever. But if I'm going to pay you any more than 500 bucks, I better get interact with you. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, the guy's charging $2,000 that I never get to talk to. But um, and then, of course, we come into that. And the why I play on that is that the end in listen is for nurturing a good experience. Sometimes when we sell the thing, we forget, hey, right, I achieved the goal. And this is if you're thinking, oh, I got to grow the biggest business possible. Bottom line. Yes, your bottom line is important. You can't stay in business if you have a bad bottom line. But below that bottom line is you can't stay in business if you burn all your bridges. You will have a reputation that precedes you as the automated asshole, and that's not who you want to be, um, right? Or the used car salesman. So if you nurture your tribe towards their success, right, they're going to become your movement. They, they, they took the invitation and they decided to take that empowerment and come along with you on the journey. And, and some of them will become messengers of your movement. You know, we always love to tout a uh, word of mouth is your best form of marketing. We'll take those who've been yeah. nurtured towards success. These are where your best client stories come from to share in that empowering journey and, and give them the tools to go share the movement. Uh, you know, and then, you know, in our world, one of the great things I'm certified, you are the brand. Through Mike Kim, guess what he gave me? He gave me a way to grab all that nurturing he put into my life as a, yeah. as a mentee to a mentor. Um, and now I can't help myself. Or you see it in the video. Of course, that's how we <laughs> met. I'm like, oh, man, right? I, I'm out there chanting Mike's movement. I, I'm constantly, right? You got to meet this guy, Mike Kim. He wrote, you are the brand. You got to have a personal brand, right? Yeah. I'm growing his movement, and, and, and it's... You know, I grow his movement. He kicks it back to me. He's like, hey, I'm going to give you platform. People got to know the listen framework. Uh, so we help one another grow each other's yeah. movements, especially in this business building world. It's, it's not always that way, but uh, that sense of certification really gives people the tools to keep your impact going forward through other people. And I always like to say, this is what Jesus did. Right? Yeah. He gave 12 schmucks. A whole bunch of crazy ideas, and somehow here we are a thousand years later with ideas from a guy who maybe turned some tables over on the way things used to be done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I, so I, you know, you talked about Mike a little bit. I think, so I think everyone has a genius or everyone has a gift. And I, I truly think that Mike's is, he is a master connector. I know he does marketing. I know that's his thing, but I'm, I've never seen anybody that is able to connect people and connect like he, like he does. He's, he's definitely a connector. But uh, Dwayne, I want to thank you so much for, for being on today. Uh, people listening again, go to DwayneZangali.com. Go get this framework. Uh, listen to what Dwayne has to say. It, it is some, it is where we need to be today for marketing. If we want to be successful, in what we do and what my tribe does in, in the services and the coaching and you know this new entrepreneurship, you cannot do it any other way. You really can't. I, again, I've tried, I've wasted my money. It doesn't work. You gotta, you, you, it's hard for me, but yes, you gotta get personal. You gotta do it, you gotta do it this way. But thank you so much for taking the time today to, uh, to talk to us all. This was such a, such a pleasure. 
Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Sean. And if you want to know more before you give me that name and email, like, who is this schmuck? He's got great things to say. You know, you can get to know me before you buy, so to speak, before you give me your name and email. Uh, I'm on the Marketing Your Movement show. Uh, again, podcast to podcast. Great, great way to, to locate your audio. Go a little meta there, right? I'm going to locate you on Sean's show. And some of you will like me. Some of you like, eh, this guy's not as likable as Sean played him up to be. Um, and then, of course, that invitation's there at the Listen Framework. So it's a lot easier to spell listenframework.com than it is uh, to spell my last name. But I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes like an amazing yeah. host. Yep. It'll all, it'll all be in the show notes, but again, thank you so much for taking the time. And again, there's, there's sometimes you, you meet people and you just immediately connect on a vibration of, of where people operate at. And you were definitely one of those, one of those people that, uh, you, that immediately I was able to get right into the vibration of where you were, uh, felt comfortable again. Sometimes it pisses me off that you're so damn likable, but hey, <laughs> gives me something to look forward to. <laughs> well, you're you're likable when you've been drinking too, so you know, from one drink to another. <laughs> that was a fun night.